Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, spiritual, mystical, pop, I'm sorry, podcast from two girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. Guys, that was my first time doing it without reading because, yeah, we do it live each time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so guys, before we get started, as always, we wanted to give a couple quick thank yous and shout outs. Um, thank you everybody who has been listening and sharing and leaving comments liking, and, and reviews because I remember, uh, we had just our, like two episodes ago, we put out, thank you so much for 300 listeners. Maybe by the time this goes out, we'll have 400 and we have passed that yes. and we are so grateful and it's really because of you guys. And we wanted to honor you guys by making today's episode oh. about, um, it was actually a request. Yes. Um, and it was requested by one of my friends, Kaylee Kaiman. If you're listening to that show, everyone should go follow her. She is a bad bitch and she's good at everything. And mm. I'm going to leave it at that because you're going to want to check her out. Follow. Check her out. So today we are talking about ego death. Dun dun. dun. Not really dun dun. It's a good thing. It, it is a good thing. Um, so Kelsey, okay, so yeah, let's jump in. We, I guess like best way to start, um, ego. What is that? And we all kind of think about like Freud in high school, psychology, whatever, if you went to college for it, what like, right, like ego, your identity. That's yes, basically what it is. It's the image that you think of when you think of yourself. It's your personal, uh, identity. Um, it's influenced by like throughout your whole life, everything affects your ego, um, because it's anything that you take in. Um, and some things have a bigger effect on your ego and some things don't like, you know, a lot of negative experiences and a lot of positive experiences have, you know, the stronger, the bigger the experience, the stronger the uh, effect it'll have on you and your oh, ego. I didn't even know that. So like, right. Like if you, I mean, if someone said that to you one time, like under their breath, like dummy like that's not gonna affect you so much yeah. if someone like cornered you and was like you're a piece of shit and you don't know anything yeah like so, so fair, like so fair okay. so right like or, like <laughs> i guess i'm just saying like it's situation like right like no but that makes perfect sense yeah. i just had never heard it that way i'm oh. like oh yeah that makes okay that's because it is individual oh, cool. yeah like right so like anything and it could be maybe to someone have it for someone being whispered to dummy was enough to be like that was enough to set their ego like you know it yeah, all depends on where someone's at so like um, but I'm just saying the range, like there's, you know, anything can affect your ego. Anything can be what gives you these beliefs and stuff, but it's essentially what you think of to be yourself. Or like if you are a really great cook and you think of yourself as a cook, like that's your ego telling yourself that you um, are good at cooking because it's basically um, a mixture of your past experiences and feelings and then what you think um, that'll have a, as, as an effect on your future and then the anxiety that that may cause. Like if you're bad at public speaking, um, your ego might tell you that, well, coming up you have a speech, so you have to worry because do you remember that time five years ago when you gave a speech and you almost threw up? So like, it's a mixture of all of those things working when it's working in the negative or when it's working negatively, uh, you know, when it's not functioning properly because your ego is also that thing that'll tell you, hey, five years ago, when you were going to give that speech, you almost threw up. Maybe this time, make sure you drink lots of water and have some crackers. Like, let's like, you know, your ego can help you. It's all about where it's at and how you're controlling it. And controlling it is almost um, releasing it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just being present in it. And because, right, since your ego is created by your, focusing on your past and your future, to defeat it or get past it, you focus on your present and what you have now in the sense of, like, things like... Um, 
or like in, in I don't know what I meant to say when I said in the sense of things like, but hey, whatever, you know what, we're high. Um, but yeah, basically, yeah, that's your ego. Um, and like uh, a good example, uh, Eckhart Tolle was, um, he wrote this book, The Power of Now. It's an incredible book and there's a lot of uh, great quotes, but one of them that I wanted to share was um, that the present moment holds the key to liberation. Um, you cannot find the present moment as long as you are in, as long as you are your mind. So when you're living as your ego and you're living as that image of yourself, then you can't live in the present. So you really have to put the ego back because my mind just was blown. Okay, cool. Oh my god. I think that god. was maybe the point I was trying to make, but somehow like lost my way of finding yeah, so it there. It's like saying like if you're listening to your ego, it sets limits basically exactly, in a way. Right. Like if you're um, if you're right, if you, so you have to live in the present moment and not think about what's going to happen because if you think about that, that time that happened, no matter what, that's still kind of like we talked about before, it's still, it's still be on your mind and your subconscious. You might not realize that you're thinking about that, but you'll still be thinking about the fact that you threw up. So you should and go into something being like, okay, now I'm going to public speak and I've been preparing and I like... Yes, and then, so then you're being more present instead of listening to your ego, which would say because you threw up, you're bad at public speaking. Exactly. Okay. So it's almost like there's two different stages, or three different stages. There's like where the ego's in control, and it's telling you um, that you're bad at public speaking because five years ago you public, you public spoke and it went poorly. And then there's the piece of you that's like, okay, remember it went poorly, and... Um, Finn just farted. Um, remember it went poorly and maybe prepare for it. And that's kind of like your ego working with you. But then a truly present person would not be thinking about anything that went wrong because they would just know that in this moment I feel prepared to do this because I am here and I am doing this. That makes sense. So in a way... Yes, the ego can be positive. Yeah, I but think you it's almost, made to protect you. Right, it's like your subconscious. And I think like in any like in danger moments, it's meant to be there to be like, hey, don't forget. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah um, it has its purpose. <clears throat> but and like right, like your ego can also be like, you know, if it's uh, it's not bad when you think of yourself as great at something. It's not like bad to praise yourself. But when you allow your ego to tell you that that is all that you are, or it starts to like li right limit you, then that's when it's negative. Okay, and that is, I think, the perfect example of what we are trying to achieve with ego death. Right. Because the ego itself does not die, okay? So when we talk about ego death, um, I think a lot of times people take that as, like, I have to kill my ego. And, um, and yeah, and it's actually more about, like, your ego changing its form um, from what it used to be and being born into something new. So it's, instead of the ego dying, it's really the death of that particular set of limits that your ego was. It's the death of your specific identity or, like, it's when your views and beliefs might collapse. And often that is a good thing. Um, so we want to be like growing and shifting right uh but it can be kind of intense and like yeah uh kind of scary sometimes like i think that i got lucky with my ego death because it came about very naturally i wasn't um i didn't enhance it with anything um it happened during covid 19 i moved from new york city to new hampshire with my boyfriend at the time um now he's my hubby um <laughs> And she showed the ring just so you know, I know you can't see, you guys it, can't see, but did I did show. just flex my ring. Um, <laughs> but when I moved in with him, obviously I could not go to auditions. I couldn't dance. Um, and I couldn't even take classes and that, wow, uh, crazy how my mental health improved. And I know for most people, their mental health declined during that time. And I completely 
understand why, right, but I right. think I had no idea how much um, trying to make a career out of dancing was hurting me until I was forced to step back. So it was a very natural ego death for me because I realized it through like, just, I was just following rules, you know? Um, it was just, it came about naturally through the circumstances of my life. And when it happened, I realized how much happier I was. And that was really hard because my I realized my identity was a dancer. My identity was a performer who's mostly a dancer, who's going to be famous for dancing and that be a backup. That was your ego telling you that that was yes. what you were, right? And when I started to realize that maybe that's not what I wanted anymore, my entire sense of self was shattered because I realized too, like I had zero hobbies. I had nothing. I lived my life. I don't think that, first of all, I don't think that dance or theater or performing breeds um, hating, like not having hobbies or like, you know, I used to say I hated nature because I I was like, I don't spend time on things that are not productive to my craft because I do think that um, the performing theater dance culture does breed like the hustle culture and yeah. it's not really good. Um, and so, yeah, I was only productive. Isaiah and I used to have so many talks when we first started dating. Like, he had so many hobbies and things he liked to do. And he would ask me what I would do. And I was like, baby, I don't have time. Like, I'm I'm in my dance class. And then I'm going to auditions. And then I'm, like, that's all work, right? And I'm also working on the side so that I can afford to go to these auditions and live <laughs> at all. And I so I did not have hobbies. I remember one of the first things you ever told me about Isaiah was, oh, I bet that's a trick-or-treater. Hold on. <gasps> We're recording this on Halloween. <laughs> Sorry. So one of the first things um, you ever told me about Isaiah was how you thought it was crazy that he um, just listens to music. Yeah. You were like, he doesn't do anything. Like, he'll just like tell you that he's laying in bed listening to music. And you were like, that's so crazy. And it is. Yeah. And <laughs> But he is a very present person. Right. Like um, he's the epitome of. Exactly. Yeah. We can all learn a lot from young Watson. Um, but anyway, so my whole point was when I decided to stop trying to make a career out of dance, it wasn't just not making a career out of dance. It changed my entire life because my ego told me that I was just a dancer and I really had to like just figure everything out. So yeah, ego death is not um, bad. It's honestly like I think really necessary for growth. Yeah. Um, and... I think it's good to point out too, this can be achieved in multiple ways. When I when I went about my ego death, I didn't even expect it, so it was very natural. Nothing really like prepped it or anything. Um, however, I did have some friends one time they were trying to like convince me to do acid and I was like, I don't know, tell me about it. And um, I was like, I'm nervous. <laughs> and uh, they were like, well, have you had an ego death yet? And I didn't know what it was at the time. And they were telling me about it. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I want to have an ego death while I'm tripping. So I actually manifested my ego death because once they told me that, I was like, okay, okay. I want to have an ego death before I try anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then I did. Um, and then I did. And I, obviously you can have like more than one. And obviously right. you don't always have an ego death when you try those things. No, it's funny. Actually, like, uh, I had never heard that. I, I, remember, I, mean, I think I remember when you told me about ego death, it was because uh, you had mentioned tripping or something with it. And then I was like, wow, that's crazy. I've never even heard of it. And I had tripped and I am a pretty big fan of drugs when used responsibly and correctly. I mean, they can be an incredibly powerful tool. Um, but I just, it's so crazy because having done it and uh, being someone who I think is pretty good at navigating um, that state of mind, I'm very 
Um, I, I don't want to like sound braggy, but I must be because I did it multiple times and didn't have an ego death yeah. because it really tests you into like, um, you're in a state of mind where your mind is so expanded when you do something like, you know, like shrooms or acid, you know, obviously I'm not talking like heroin, I'm talking, you know, <laughs> like, uh, psychedelics, right? Um, when you do those things, your mind's expanded. So when you start self-analyzing and then focusing on things that are like, you your expanded mind is just exploring its own expanded mind and sinking deeper and deeper into mm -hmm. a, a cycle and a hole of negative thoughts i feel like i'm tripping right now listening to it <laughs> I, I, and i've never and even so tripped see, guys and you can so you can see how that would be like a negative like that would be a yeah, horrible way to do that because you have no control and like when you trip you are you have like like i've definitely felt tempted to think negative thoughts and i've been able i've been very good at um navigating it because i just like can do that well um and so it's fun like it just is um interesting i feel like i've had more of like societal ego deaths when i've tripped as opposed to like a personal ego death where i've okay, been like yeah i've i've come out of my trips and been like wow we are all just one thing like there's no we like we are way everyone is so focused on themselves so, so i guess yeah it's more of a yeah like a broad, a broad one yeah yeah exactly and like there are different types of ego death as yeah. well and everyone's are more individual and i think um the concept of having an ego death is just like so cool and like necessary for like a bunch of ways and i think that it creates yeah. it creates new possibilities because you're letting go of any type of like walls and barriers that your ego had previously had you're limiting beliefs <laughs> yeah exactly um and and it also i think brings us closer like to other humans through humility and realization because we really see like wow like so we are all just humans and we can we all experience this and like yeah. Oh my God. Like we're all just one. And none of that oh, matters. And nothing right. matters. Like I mean, in a positive oh. way. Like it's not a negative, like yes, nothing it, matters. It sets you it's free. like, ah, oh, nothing matters. It's okay if I make a mistake because that's yeah. what life is. And like, you, and like, honestly guys, if any of you are listening to this and, um, cause I have some people in my mind who I'm hoping like will listen to this and like maybe hear something. Cause I, through like knowing them, I think they need this. If you're nervous that like your ego death, whatever it is for you that's happening. If you're scared about what other people are going to think, because I was really scared. I was nervous. I would be disappointing my mom and all yeah. my, all of my like friends and like all of my like, you know, mentors and stuff. But, um, no, people want you to be your truest, oh, yeah. happiest, authentic self. And it, it is hard. Like Kelsey's, right. Kelsey's I mean, was kind of hard. Mine was, yeah. I mean, I thought since high school, I was going to be a nurse. Like I had always like that was what I first went to school for. And I had even failed the first time. And like that, I still thought like, okay. And I still was told, like it was still put on me like, okay, but then you're, everything I did after my first time failing was like, okay, but this, this is just until you go to nursing school again, or it's just until you go to nursing school. I was like, okay, right. I still have to be a nurse or everything. That whole period of my life was like, okay, but then I have to be a nurse. I have to do it. And so I did that and I got my degree and I, or certificate, whatever it is, yeah. uh, an LPN gets. Um, and then I was a nurse and I was a great nurse and I was like, wow, why am I still not happy? Like I am what I am. I'm an, I'm Kelsey. I'm the nurse. Like, yeah. why is this not solving it? Why do I actually feel like worse than I was feeling? Like I feel drained and it's because I am a great nurse, but to be a great nurse, I have to give every single piece of me because it's draining for me. There are people who can do it and thrive and that's amazing. And I've even had like regrets up until now, you know, this was months ago that I left the profession and I've had regrets even till they're not regrets but you know um fears even till now like oh my god am I in this time being a terrible person for like not helping out when it's such a short staff thing but it's like 
I do have to take care of myself. And so like, I have to accept that I, that's not my role to help. My role to help is in something different. And like, this is it. Like, yeah. And that's awesome. (laughs) And I love doing this and I can do this and be happy. And I, Mm -hmm. uh, it helps me. I think it should be about what makes you feel comfortable and what makes you feel like the safest. L- right, life not really- safe as in don't take chances, but come on, y'all, yo. you know what right. I mean. And if what bring- makes you happy is working like that, then that's incredible. And like, then do like or exactly. whatever it is. And right? that, but that did not make you but feel that safe and secure and steady. However, it did make me feel. Um, I do think I. I don't know if this is my ego necessarily as much as like um, my own needing to like finish something. Like I do think I needed to be a nurse. I needed to prove that I could do it to have my yeah. ego death. I think I wouldn't have been able to accept that I wasn't a, or didn't want to be a nurse if I thought I couldn't do it or if there was any yes. inkling that I could I agree. Yeah. successfully do it. So I kind of almost, maybe it's not always true, but maybe that like... No, no, of course. But I agree with that too. I felt the same way. Like, like I was right, like, I well, think, at least I already booked a few professional gigs before. Right, I, like, I kind of feel like you have, you can't really be like... Oh, I'm I'm gonna be a superstar, uh, and then be like, well, I'm not a superstar, so never mind. I'm having an ego death. I'm not a superstar. I, I kind of feel like you have to kind of do it. Like you have to. It takes work. It takes right. shadow work, honey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, and it takes time. Like you have to be successful in whatever, or not successful, but you really have to. You know, it, an ego death is a death of an identity. That's something that's really deeply rooted in you. Like it's yeah. A, it can be. It's. So be gentle with yourself, basically. Yes, all, yeah. And ego death is not, you know, it, it, it can be a lot emotionally, but, but it is not bad. And, and then after. And it should not be, if you're scared, that's normal, but just know right. it is for the best. And at, right, when it's over, or not over, I don't know, but like once you realize what is happening and understand it and like learn from it, then you're like, wow, okay, this so is So glad awesome. that happened. Right, because I'm, right, we're happier, I, I can speak for myself, I'm happier than I've ever exactly. been. Exactly. Danielle, are you happy that you're... Uh, the happiest. <laughs> the happiest. So, um, if this helped you guys in any way, thank you so much. Please leave a review if you can, and send it to someone who you think might need to hear it. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for thanks, listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for getting high with us if you did. Stay high. Bye.